But Adam Schiff doesn't talk about Joe Biden and his son walking away with millions of dollars from Ukraine and then millions of dollars from China walking away in a quick meeting, walking away with millions of dollars. He doesn't talk about Joe Biden firing a prosecutor. And if that prosecutor is not fired, he's not going to give him money from the United States of America. They don't talk about that. My call was perfect. The president yesterday of Ukraine said there was no pressure put on him whatsoever, none whatsoever. And he said it loud and clear for the press. What these guys are doing, Democrats are doing to this country is a disgrace and it shouldn't be allowed. There should be a way of stopping it, maybe legally through the courts, but they're going to tie up our country. We can't talk about gun regulation. We can't talk about anything because, frankly, they're so tied up. They're so screwed up. Nothing gets done except when I do it. I'm using Mexico to protect our border because the Democrats won't change loopholes in asylum. All right, that was the president as he is getting uh, going to Air Force One today. All right, we got a big show today. I want to quickly just lay this out. John Solomon will join us with a massive, huge breaking news story over a couple of hundred documents he has uncovered that will blow open this entire Joe Biden lie. I, I do want to start with this because I look, I'm I'm watching, you know, I don't read it myself. Sweet baby James, my team, they monitor social media and I know how all of you are feeling today. I I I feel it myself. You see what they are doing to this country, this unholy alliance with the mob and the media, which is pretty much the whole media. That's why I've never been on a White House Correspondence Center. I've always known who they are. I didn't know it was this bad, but it's, it's that bad. And a lot of you are standing back and you're seeing a war on truth, facts, justice, our Constitution, rule of law. And you're saying this. We have now descended into what can only be described as utter, complete madness. And, you know, you watch this Democratic Party emboldened by and supported by their extension in the mob and the damage they're doing to the country where up is down, down is up, you know, purple is green, green is white, etc. There is no nothing. There's no adherence. There are no standards anymore. They cannot in their fury, in their rage, see through. They, I don't even think at this point they even know what they're doing anymore. It's like. You have uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Remember the movie? All of a sudden, you get surrounded. Next thing you know, you're in a pod. Then you emerge from the pod. You look like the same person you were, but you're not. You're dead. And there's a few people that try and can fool them if they act like they're zombies, too. Upside down, inside out, everything is turned. It's like a mass hypnotic trance that has engulfed the Democratic Party so traumatized And so unwilling to accept the reality that you, we, the American people, in other words, the smelly Walmart shoppers, irredeemable deplorables like us, the 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 ones that cling to our God, our guns, our Bibles, our religion, our faith. Yeah, we have the audacity to tell them we we are sick of what they've done to this country and look at the success. 
how the president has been this successful in the midst of all of this. Well, that's a separate story in and of itself here. You know, I started my radio journey, what, 31 years ago now. I syndicated this radio program on September 10th, 2001, the day before our, our lives were forever altered. And then, you know, there was a period, didn't last long, that we actually were the United States of America for a while. That we understood our common purpose. This, this, is, this is way beyond political differences where we are here. And I started at, at Fox in 1996. Well, I guess I'll be starting, what, my 24th year. 23 years complete. Kind of a miracle, but I'm still, I'm still here. And the damage that we're watching unfold is unprecedented in all my years doing this and all the politics that I have followed there. This is now becoming irreparable harm that they are now engaged in to the country, to our future, to our constitution, to justice, to the rule of law. And, and they are literally destroying any semblance of truth in the process to advance this inexplicable rage and psychosis and hatred and madness that they have towards Donald Trump and their inability to accept the results of an election, which is what this is about. Al Green, I think it was May this year. Remember what he said? We better impeach him because we can't beat him. That pretty much tells you everything. I think we're getting the tape of that at some point. When we do, we'll play it. So, the look, before I get into the specifics of all this, I want you to know something. Because I'm, I know how upset this makes people. If you have an ability to discern, if you have an ability to, to recognize truth, if you see flagrant double standards, hypocrisy and injustices, and you see it on a level, you know, if you can't see the Joe Biden and the Democrats and what they're doing here, every single thing that they are doing in this process is and what they're accusing this president of. It's what they themselves are actually guilty of. I mean, if there's one huge comparison to the Russia nearly three years hoax and the lies and conspiracy theories and the web of lies that they have spun, they the one thing that's in common in all of this is at the end of the day, Trump didn't do it, but they did. That's that that's another level of insanity that we're at some point going to have to reconcile ourselves to. And I'm just going to say to you, and, and maybe it's because having been in the public eye for 31 years and Linda could probably attest to this more than anybody has been with us long enough to know. But I can tell you that, you know, there comes a point where you get so used to the attacks, you get so used to the lies, you get so used to, you know, what we're dealing with. And the things that are on a personal level said about me attacking people I know, friends, family, what it's. I, I, the switch is gone. I don't care. I just don't care anymore. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to get to the end of the monologue before I get to the substance of the monologue, which is there is an antidote to all of this. There is a way out of all of this. 
And I'd like to say that we could compromise. I'd like to say that we could, on some issues, meet in the middle. I'd like to say we can all put what's in the best interest of the country ahead of whatever their own, you know, partisan political interests have to be. You know, we, we, we could say that we'll all unite as Americans and follow constitutional order. We could just agree on simple, basic, fundamental truth and facts and justice. That is not an option in this case. Because there, there is no fidelity on the other side to any of this as represented in all of this. They're just, it's non-existent. So there's only one way, if you're really worked up and you're upset and you're worried about the future of your country today, and you're saying, wow, they're guilty of the thing they're accusing him of again. And I'll get to the details. There's only one thing, one bit of advice I can offer you. All hands on deck, and you better understand what's at stake here. Because as insane as they are in this quest to get power, when you listen to what they want to do to the country, if they're back in power, is going to be a disaster. There's no way their new Green Deal, if implemented, ends up well for this country. Eliminating the lifeblood of our economy. Uh, yeah, we, after we've taxed you 65 cents in New York and California of every dollar you make them, if you save enough, we're going to come back and take more and confiscate more. And we're going to promise free health care, but you can't have private insurance. And everything else is going to be free. No oil, no gas, no combustion engine. You're going to have free daycare, free pre K, free K through college, uh, trade school, all free. Guaranteed job, guaranteed salary, guaranteed vacations, guaranteed healthy food, guaranteed retirement, guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. $94 trillion just for the new Green Deal. Ten years alone, we only take in $4 trillion a year. And, and, and then $36 uh, uh, trillion, dollars, ten years, Medicare for all. And that's, by the way, nowhere near what it will eventually cost. So if you're as frustrated and you're bewildered and you're thinking how... Is it possible that we'd have this mass delusion the way it is? You better understand that there's a lot at stake in November of 2020. And the only path that I see is for every American that does have fidelity to the truth, that does love the facts, justice, constitutional order, the rule of law. Uh, those that are like me cling to your God, guns, Bibles and religion and believe in the Second Amendment. Those that, yeah, I shop at Walmart because it's pretty smart to shop at Walmart and I save money and I can get everything I want at Walmart, even food. If it's a super Walmart um, and you just view yourself as a, an irredeemable, deplorable vote. Because when you defeat them, you win. If they if if we reward them for this, then we will. We will deserve what we get. And that is the admonition. This is the single biggest choice election by far in my lifetime. There's never been a party this radical, this extreme, this out of touch, this delusional, this, you know, where they want to take the country and how they're willing to get there and push all truth, all facts to the wind is not something that, you know, Reagan and Tip O'Neill had. And as big a liar as Clinton was, 
after Hillary Care failed, he was smart enough to say, I get it. Era of big government's over into welfare as we know it. And him and Newt Gingrich actually balanced the budget. Obama, Biden, what, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, 8 million more in poverty and, you know, 150 billion to the mullahs in Iran and, and tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility after the election. I thought that was bad. That, that, we'll look back on the, as, at that as the good old days if Elizabeth Warren and company get in charge. So vote. And if you think it's not important, when I get back and for the rest of this hour and next hour with John Solomon, I am just going to outline the entire madness of this story. Because you couldn't write a novel where anybody would believe it And that's actually the reality of what's unfolding. By the way, for those of you writing me, yeah, you're right. This this is so far worse than Russia, 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 Russia. As awful as that was the entire time. Three years of lying. Now their attitude is, well, why waste three years and then get let down by a special prosecutor that we never thought would let us down? Because there was nothing there. You know, there is not even a hint of a quid pro quo except for Biden. Biden is at more a guy, Biden and his son. They can't, they just ignore it. They don't even act as if it didn't even happen. You know, Nancy Pelosi, you know, the, let's impeach first. You know, sort of like you got to pass it to find it, what's in it. Let's impeach first. And by the way, oh, even if there's no quid pro quo, yeah, well, we have other candidates for impeachable offenses. And then their whistleblowers, not a whistleblower. This is a travesty. What has been unfolding here today, right before our eyes in this great country of ours? You know, we, we, uh, we'll find some, any other reason to impeach. It doesn't matter. We have a lot. Of, we have a lot of candidates for impeachment. We also have Biden on tape. You know, the, you look at this, this non whistleblower hearsay, secondhand, not firsthand sources told me. And you, uh, I am so suspicious the way this sucker has been written up. I am telling you. It has been lawyered up and down. And yeah, of course, the lawyer, you know, is a a Biden donor. Shocking. And they have billboards leaked to us and we'll protect you all over Washington. Apparently, I hadn't heard about that. So you got hearsay evidence. Okay, not firsthand. Okay, Uh, your honor, I I I move to strike. That's hearsay. Okay, done out. The inspector general did not know the contents of the phone call at issue and found that the whistleblower displayed, quote, arguable political bias. This is deep political bias against Trump. The Department of Justice investigated the complaint. No action warranted. And that took about 30 seconds because there is nothing. The Ukrainian president, the Ukrainian foreign minister, all say the same thing. You read the transcript and there's nothing there. But what do we have? I'll go over it again. You got Joe 30330, son, has a lot of problems, riding his daddy's coattails right into Ukraine with no experience in energy, oil, gas, or Ukraine. But he's getting 83 grand a month, the same with his partner. And in China, no experience with China or banking or private equity. Well, that's a $1.5 billion payday. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. John Solomon will be breaking news at the top of the hour. So this is where we are. The whistleblower-based complaint 
uh, on reports in the Destroy Trump media. You know, John Ratcliffe said, I said, the the whistleblower admits I was not a direct witness to the events described. Okay, you're not by any definition then a whistleblower, even though you can get a bunch of lawyers, it seems like to me, working on it, making it sound real official. And like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm really doing this for the sake of the country. Well, there was nothing that is alleged that was ever said. You know, but you got to, you can't let, you know, you can't let the truth get in the way of a good hate Trump story. And it doesn't matter how monumental the story is, how much damage the country's going through. Just like the Russia hoax, it is, it's, it's like a, a couple with irreconcilable differences. There's no reconciling. It's like people are willing to just lie and ignore truth and ignore facts. And then the rest of us are sitting there saying, well, no, let me explain it. No, you can't explain it to people that have already decided they don't like us. They don't like him. And they think so little of us. And that it leaks out occasionally, you know, like smelly Walmart Trump supporters and irredeemable deplorables, et cetera. You know what we now the whistleblower laws in this country. Now that's being weaponized, just like we have weaponized the powerful tools of intelligence. And nobody seems to care a whole lot about that either. You know, you, you got to look at the facts and the truth at some point in all of this. And once again, we are back to the exact same point we were with Russia, Russia. Three years of lies, conspiracy theories and a hoax. Why could to, to destroy Trump? Then the Democrats got burned. Their hopes were shattered by Robert Mueller. They're blinded by this hatred. They can't even see straight anymore. And truth is, is not something recognizable, apparently, to them, because this impeachment inquiry has gone on since the day he and Melania came down the escalator at Trump Tower. And that's what has been playing out before our eyes. But then and now they're just going to say, well, as Nancy Pelosi said, oh, no, no, we got a lot of candidates for impeachment. You know, if that doesn't work, we'll try this. That, OK, is that you're going to put the country through that? But what? You know, this has real consequences to this country here. You know, now what, what we can't have a president that has a free and open and honest conversation with Australia or Mexico and now Ukraine. There, there is no leader in this world that is going to ever want to talk to a a president of the United States, knowing that its contents are going to be released. The total blackout of the story about March 2016. We've been all over. This is where Joe Biden has done us all a favor, where contractor Democratic National Committee pressing the Ukrainian embassy to find any Russia dirt on Trump. And then, of course, we got Chris Murphy of of Connecticut threatening to cut off aid if Ukraine opened an investigation into Biden. That was followed by the 2018 shakedown by Bob Menendez, Dick Durbin and Pat Leahy threatening with, well, we really support you, you know, but you better not stop the investigation we want into Donald Trump. If you do, I'm not, we're not going to be able to support you. It is a pattern. It is who they are. Doesn't matter. You know, we'll tell Vladimir I'll have more flexibility. That truth doesn't matter. Real collusion with Russia, Hillary's dirty dossier doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The dossier is then used to spy on a presidential campaign. That's after they literally gave the other opponent a get out of jail free card and they rigged an investigation that would have put every other American in jail. 
And that at the end of the day is what is at risk here. And that is the rule of law. Truth. There, there is now a war on any truth, facts, justice, constitutionality, rule of law. We'll see if there's a dual standard of justice in the end. Probably there will be, I guess. I guess that's the way this is now headed. That's not good for anybody. That's certainly not good for the future of this country. I don't think you have a country without a constitution. You don't. You don't have the great country that we studied in school about. I don't think we teach that much anymore. If they cared about Russia collusion, what about Adam Schiff, the biggest liar in Congress? He is a liar. You know, two pranksters. What is the nature of the compromise? Uh, they've been naked picked at the Trump. Naked picked at the Trump. Did Vladimir see it? Vladimir? Yeah, but of course. Vladimir loved the naked picked at the Trump. Yes, of course. That's funny. One of my favorite tapes. But it's not funny, is it? They're concerned about election interference. Where is their outrage over the Russian dirty dossier of Clinton? None. Likely Russian disinformation from the get-go. Finally, the New York Times admits they cared about obstruction. They tried to get Trump on obstruction. There was no obstruction, but not a peep out of any of them about the the 33,000 deleted emails and all the efforts thereafter of Hillary Clinton. They don't care about the truth. I believe, I believe if I can bludgeon Trump, I don't believe and I won't say a thing and I'll just hide if it's a Democrat like the Commonwealth of Virginia, the lieutenant governor there. But if you want the, the facts and the truth, well, Joe is a toxic candidate. Watch what I'm going to say here. He is going to go by the wayside. I'm telling you, that's now preordained at this point. And it's just a matter when when Joe 30330 knows. But if they really cared about corruption, had it Hunter Biden with no experience in energy, gas, uh, Ukraine, the country of Ukraine, known drug abuser, Bermisa Holding shelling out millions of dollars, 83 grand a month to Hunter Biden for what? And Joe Biden was advised in 2015 that his son was being investigated by Ukraine authorities. And then in December of 15, a month later, Biden was he made his first request to the president of Ukraine to fire the prosecutor, leading a, a corruption investigation into Barisa Holdings that's paying his son a fortune for something he apparently knows nothing about. And in 2016, remember John Solomon's report, Biden knew the prosecutors were investigating their son and the prosecutor told John Solomon. And he also did other interviews. He said that he made the specific plans for the investigation that included interrogations and other crime investigation procedures into all members of the executive board, including Hunter Biden. And if you look, you know, for the last week, you know, Democrats, oh, we'll just there are other candidates, even if there's no quid pro quo, we'll pick anything else. You know, we're not going to give wait three more years and, and get jammed up at the end with with a verdict that we didn't want, like with Mueller, four separate investigations. So they keep coming up with different excuses. You know, he admitted to pressuring Ukrainian officials. He's on tape. The former vice president bragging about using a billion dollars to fire a Ukrainian prosecutor. Now, the prosecutor did talk to Solomon, did talk to The Washington Post, and he did talk to even ABC News. And that was in June of 2019. And he maintained his suspicions that the vice president's motives 
He accused the vice president, then Biden, of promoting his dismissal for personal reasons. He insisted he had no doubt Biden wanted him gone in an effort to protect his son's new employer. And Biden was acting not like a U.S. vice president, but as an individual, like the individual interested in having me removed, so on and so forth. So 10 days later, Hunter Biden, well, remember, he took the trip in 2013. Why shouldn't he have gone through this whole thing with Ukraine? He's on Air Force Two 14 days later. Yep, him, John Kerry's stepson, Whitey Bulger's nephew. Nice. What a great team. It wasn't given to Goldman Sachs or anybody with real business in banking. No, the Bank of China, they score one point, well, first one billion, then another uh, half a billion dollars with a subsidiary of the Bank of China. Why would we use a real company when we can use a fake company like this? And he scored that amazing billion dollar business opportunity. No matter where you turn, you take a closer look. They are the ones that are guilty of the very things they are acting so outraged about, you know, and 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 that's where we are today. And they don't even they don't bat an eyelash over it. They don't care. Now, the American people, I'll give you some hope are seeing through this. The president's fundraising is exploding since Nancy Pelosi's. Oh, we have a million candidates to impeach, whether there's a quid pro quo or not. There wasn't. There's not even a real whistleblower. The whole thing is a, a crock has been from the beginning. By the way, the support for impeachment. Look at the latest polls. Politico Morning Consult. A plurality of registered voters still oppose impeachment. House Democrats have now, they say, a majority in favoring impeaching Trump. Well, Nancy Pelosi can go right ahead with it. As far as I'm concerned, you do it. And of course, we've got, yep, Bill Clinton. I don't want to be the only one. I really appreciate it. if you guys could impeach him, then it won't look so bad for me. OK, got that, too. You got uh, AOC, the real speaker of the House and the squad, you know, dismissing polls, showing the public's disapproval of impeachment. And she suggests Democrats should be willing to lose reelection. I'm fine with that. You know, so Nancy Pelosi as well. We can impeach. We have a whole menu of impeachment options. We can pick anything if we want. We're going to pick anything. Like Obamacare, you you have to pass impeachment to find out what the impeachment is for, because that's what she did. Basically, the, the day she announced before he even knew what the whistleblower had said or didn't say. And that's how crazy this is. But it's, you know, I guess today I will tell you my prediction here. And you never know what's going to happen in elections. You know, it's hard for any Republican to win. You got to win Ohio, Florida, North Carolina, you have to must win states. You've got to you got to thread that needle. Then you got to pick off Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan. And now the president's looking to New Mexico, New Hampshire, Nevada, Arizona as possibility. But it's hard. You start out with California, New York, New Jersey and Illinois. That's a hell of a lot of electoral votes. And Democrats would love nothing else. Let's let's flip Texas. Every liberal move to Texas just for the election. It wouldn't surprise me if we went that far. That's how much they want their power. But, you know, fine. Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Let's see if this is not one of the biggest blunders and miscalculations in modern American history, because she's trying to appease the socialist wing of her party. It is now, as the Wall Street Journal said, a a circular firing squad. It is a state of delusion. Privately, Democrats around the country are panicked over what the Democrats in D.C. are doing and the positions that they're taking instinctively they know how radical and extreme this is and by the way chris murphy trying to change his story on the Zelensky meeting whoopsie daisy might be a little late 
And with all this talk, one thing is happening, and that is John Durham is investigating Ukraine and the Trump-Russia origins probe. I don't know. I wonder if that's going to include Menendez and Leahy and and all these other senators that are involved in Durban uh, that are involved in this whole thing. The transcript shows one major thing that will jump out at you. There is no quid pro quo. And the DOJ took them less than a day after Pelosi's impeachment announcement to say there's nothing here. If you read it, there's nothing there. We had it yesterday. And then today it was like they're making a big deal over some non whistleblowers interpretation of what we all read yesterday, as if somehow that's going to convince us it's not. You know what what happens here is it just it's like they've just lost touch with the rest of the country. And this is where what you do and what every American does and your voting and your commitment to voting and your commitment to not allowing this madness to be rewarded on top of the insane policies that they try to implement. And it's this is now we've entered a whole new area here. In terms of, wow, truth doesn't matter. Justice apparently doesn't matter. Constitutional order doesn't matter. That's scary for all things American. And I'll tell you, you know, um, Ted Lieu is defending Hunter Biden's payments. Okay. And then, of course, you can always count on the Romneys and the Ben Sass, the asses of the world that, you know, are just weak and visionless. You know, Mitt Romney, the nicest guy in the world. He kind of ran a lot of like the Trump agenda. Nice guy. He was a racist, misogynist, sexist. He beat up kids in high school and they destroyed him. Nice didn't work. He tried. John McCain tried. It didn't work. John McCain didn't want to talk about Ayers and Dorn and Reverend Wright. Nope. Didn't want to talk about it. Well, look what happens. Trump knew what he was dealing with, fought hard and won. And the country's benefiting on a level that we never knew could happen in our life. Seven million new jobs, seven million Americans off of food stamps, uh, millions more out of poverty. We're not dumping piles of billions of dollars on the tarmac of mullahs that want to destroy us. We're not appeasing North Korea like the Clinton administration did bribing Kim Jong-il. And we're actually having foreign policy trade deals that are benefiting the country when everybody said a trade war would start. Never happened. These are amazing times. If you commit yourself to one thing as you listen to just outright lies, hypocrisy, reeking double standard, the worst of the worst politics I've ever seen, and you're finding yourself upset, well, turn that into motivation. And the motivation needs to be you're not going to reason with them. These differences are irreconcilable, I think, at this point. You're just going to have to win because if they win, what they'll do to the country, I can't even begin to predict. But I probably can predict this, that the mass exodus out of New York, New Jersey, Illinois and California. Well, that would be a preview of coming attractions if Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders come in and want their taxes and their confiscation policies enacted. People will leave with their money quickly, probably before Inauguration Day. All right. Glad you're with us. Write down our toll free telephone number if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Um, We put aside an hour this hour for John Solomon, investigative reporter. John interviewed the prosecutor that was, in fact, investigating Burisma Holdings and the relationship with Hunter Biden. 
Now, three interviews, as I mentioned earlier, were given one to John, one to ABC, one to The Washington Post. And in each of those interviews, pretty much the prosecutor saying, yeah, I got fired because uh, of Biden. But remember, you got six hours. Uh, you're not getting the billion. You fire the guy or I'm, uh, you're not getting the billion. And uh, uh, holy mackerel. Wow. Can't believe it. They fired him. Bragging about it. John Solomon, investigative reporter, executive vice president for the uh, Hill. And he also broke the story about how Ukraine and there was a political story that I went back and found today that it confirms a lot of this. They were trying to repair the relationship with Donald Trump post 2016 because they did actively help Hillary Clinton. John broke that story, too, meaning Ukraine. Uh, and they wanted to give us information about election interference they were involved in. But nobody seemed interested in the corrupt media in this country. John, how are you, sir? I am doing well. I'm going to just let me hand it off to you. I know you have in your possession a couple of hundred documents. Tell us what you have. Yeah. So uh, first off, there was a pretty big development today, right? So a lot of these stories that you and I have been talking about that I broke on the Hill and have talked about on your radio and TV show, they're mentioned by the whistleblower as the impetus for all of the conversations by Ukraine and, and between President Trump. I think that's significant. Why is that significant? Ukraine was really, truly concerned about what had happened in 2016, both with Biden and with the possibility that the Clinton DNC operation was trying to use Ukraine to influence the election. And they were so concerned, they wanted to raise this issue with the president. They wanted to raise this issue with State Department. And as I reported, they tried to raise it to the Justice Department. The magnitude of understanding that the CIA whistleblower here thought this was important to mention in the whistleblower means that the Ukrainians were really concerned about that. We're missing a very important part. It wasn't Donald Trump that was concerned about these issues. It was Ukraine first. That's why these prosecutors tried to take this information to the Justice Department, where they didn't find an audience, and then why they took it to Rudy Giuliani, and then why they eventually raised it with the president. Ukraine itself does not like what happened on its soil back in 2016. And I think the more people understand that the victim, the complainant, is not a campaign or a political activist, it is a country, an ally, that did not like the way our U.S. officials acted on its soil. It's so very important. And so tonight, I hope to advance on your TV show and on the Hill uh, the, the narrative and the information about Joe Biden. Joe Biden now has a very specific story. Yes, I did fire that prosecutor. I got him fired. Yes, I did use the threat of the billion dollars in, in, in loan guarantees to get it done. And yes, I did know that my son's company was under investigation at the time. But despite all those things. I only did it because that prosecutor was corrupt and inept, and I wanted to get a better prosecutor in. So tonight I will uh, divulge from internal documents in the prosecutor's office in Ukraine and from the internal communications of the American legal team working with Hunter Biden and Burisma Holdings, that famous natural gas company, that the day that Biden effectuated that firing, immediately that day, the Hunter Biden Burisma legal team was already trying to get in touch with the new guy, the guy that was going to be the replacement. He was a little busy that day. He didn't respond right away. Within a week, they got their audience in Ukraine. And when they got there, if you believe the Ukrainian prosecutor general's memo and the internal documents from, from the American legal team, they made a stunning revelation. They stated 
that the very basis Joe Biden had used to fire this prosecutor, he was corrupt and not doing reforms, was, quote unquote, directly from these uh, documents, false information. In other words, it was a dirty trick. They dirtied the guy up, got him fired, and then came in to try to make the case go away. That is a significant revelation because it is Joe Biden's word now conflicting with that of the legal team representing his son in the same case. It's very, very significant new information. And there's a lot of other revelations, but I think that's the headline. Let, let's let's back up just a little bit here. So you bet. We, you're right. Let's stay with the facts. Yes, uh, I demanded this guy get fired. Yes, I leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars to do it. Yes, I knew Hunter was being investigated. Uh, the New York Times warned him, and he was warned in December of, uh, right. I believe, 2015. Remember, his son right. Hunter didn't get involved in this until 2014 after Obama uh, sort of anointed him to be the head of Ukraine, which is why he had the billion dollars to give or not give. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's when his son came in. Now, I've not been able to find any evidence of any background that Hunter Biden has with either Ukraine energy, gas of any kind. Have you found any? I have not. And I think that was one of the concerns when I interviewed the Ukraine prosecutors and I interviewed a total of five prosecutors in Ukraine, people who were there when Hunter Biden was hired, people who were there when Joe Biden made the threat and people who inherited the case afterwards. And they all had the same story. Their story was, hey, there is something weird about this. There's a, uh, there's a board member who's also getting paid as a consultant, and he's, he's taking the money out of Ukraine and sending it to the United States. And he doesn't look like he has any experience in Ukraine or gas. And so we wanted to interview him and say, what's up here? Was this about your dad? And were you trying to cash in your dad? Or did you really bring value to the Ukraine company? That's all the prosecutors were trying to do when Joe Biden shut them down. All five of those prosecutors tell the exact same story, and they provided me substantial parts of the official prosecutorial case file. And that case file shows there were legitimate questions. Hey, maybe at the end of the day, they would clear Hunter Biden, but they had to investigate it and they didn't get that chance. And they, they really believed that Hunter, that Joe Biden's interference in that internal matter, an internal investigation of Ukraine amounted to political interference, amounted to a father trying to help his son out rather than do what's best for Ukraine. And tonight I'm going to divulge another document. This is a sworn affidavit issued under penalty of perjury by Victor Shokin, the prosecutor who Joe Biden. By the way, let me, let's, before you go to the sworn sure. affidavit, yeah. and this would be the Ukrainian prosecutor, he knows about That's perjury. Right. Um, yep. You interviewed him. The Washington Post interviewed him. I'll let you characterize yours, but I will quote yeah. ABC News and Shokin yes. maintained his suspicion. Yeah, Biden was not acting like the U.S. president. Vice president, he was an individual. And acting as an individual, like the individual interested in having uh, me removed and gone. So I didn't interfere with the Burisma investigation. That was an ABC direct quote. That's exactly right. 100%. So what did, what did Shokin say to you? Uh, Shokin said to me, listen, when I was fired, I was told the reason I was being fired was that Joe Biden was unhappy. He had been asking for my resignation for months. And every time 
They asked for my resignation. They couldn't offer any reason. They didn't offer any proof that I was corrupt. They didn't offer any proof that I was inept, but they just kept asking for it. And when I got fired, I was finally told, you should have stopped investigating Breesma. That's what made Joe Biden mad and why we had to fire you, because we couldn't bankrupt the country. That's what he said in the interview. And that's exactly what he says under oath in this new court filing. Introduced. This is the sworn affidavit from the prosecutor fired. I'm just trying to keep everybody in the loop. Go ahead. That's right. This is a brand new document that we'll be divulging tonight in the story. And it's in a very important uh, document. He says, uh, I was fired because I refused to drop a far-reaching, wide-ranging corruption probe involving Burisma Holdings and its American members, including Hunter Biden. That's what he says. I was fired for that reason. There's no equivocation, no doubt, no, I think I was fired. He says it flat out, and he describes why he had been um, uh, criticized about that, and, and, and that this was a political act, not an act of accountability. This wasn't a just firing. It was to solve a political problem that Ukraine had. Now, what's interesting about that, Shokin's swearing that out in a statement, is that that's exactly what Shokin's other colleagues, including some who came into the office long after Biden had effectuated the firing and who began to look at the case file saying, whoa, this doesn't look right. And they became so concerned, so concerned that they hired an American lawyer, a former U.S. attorney from the United States, and they reached out to the Justice Department last fall and they said, hey, Justice Department. We don't, we don't, we're not talking about crimes against Ukrainian law. We think there might be some criminality against American law. You should look at this. Would you like our evidence? We'll come on over and deliver our evidence. And the Justice Department sat silent, did not answer it. We got good news last night, though. Last night, Attorney General Barr's official spokeswoman said, John Beretta is going to look at the evidence. I'm sorry, John um, Durham. Durham is going to look at the evidence that uh, these Ukrainians have and, and incorporate that into this review that he's doing into the 2016 election. So finally, people are going to analyze it, look at it, determine if there was something unethical or illegal and get to the bottom of it. But these prosecutors took an extraordinary act. They went and hired an American lawyer because they were so disturbed what they found. One of those prosecutors only learned about the circumstances after Joe Biden, but he reviewed the case file, became so concerned, he felt like it was his duty to report to the Americans that there might have been something improper here. That tells you something about what Ukrainians think. It's why President Zelensky wanted to have the conversation with President Trump in July, why the Ukrainian prosecutors tried to get a visa to come to the United States to deliver the evidence, why they hired an American lawyer. They've been waving their hand for more than a year, saying some bad things went on in 2016 in Ukraine, and they involved America, and you guys should know about it and look at it, make your own assessment. That's all they've been asking to do. Let me pick up on that point, because that was your original story about how they tried to influence and were begging us to take the evidence that they had about Ukrainian efforts to sabotage sabotage Trump in the 2016 election. Well, I mean, here's the Politico. It's actually a very, very long piece. And it was written in January of 2017. And the headline is John Solomon, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials are scrambling to make amends with the president elect after quietly working to boost Clinton. That is not you. That is Politico. There are no friends of Donald Trump. So. What is this evidence that they have? Uh, You must have something here. And then again, this is aside from the Biden aspect that you're now disclosing today. 
two years after Politico wrote that story, and here's the important thing. At the time, the Ukrainian government did not acknowledge uh, to Politico that this, these things had happened. They stood silent and just let uh, Politico uh, quote, you know, former Ukrainian officials and, and, a, and a former DNC official and some emails they had. You want me to read I it? Went, Ukrainian government officials tried yeah. to help Hillary Clinton and undermine yeah. Trump by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They That's disseminated right. documents implicating a, a top Trump aide in corruption. That's right. They suggested they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. They helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors. A political right. investigation found a Ukrainian-American right op- operative who was consulting for the DNC met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in D.C. in That's an effort right. to expose ties between Trump, Manafort, Russia, etc. And I can keep going. Yeah. Those are all true facts. And the, the only interesting thing was at that moment, the Ukraine embassy and the Ukraine government in Kiev would not acknowledge the story. They just uh, stood quiet. Two years later, but I went Some back. were talking. All right, stay there. John Solomon, yep. we're going to go through this very slowly. We have two aspects that we're following here. One is now this treasure trove of documents that's blowing open the whole Biden question here. The second is, yeah, Ukraine has been trying to give us the information. They tried to influence. They wanted to make amends. With the president-elect, after working to boost Clinton and all the stuff uh, that you that has been alleged about Donald Trump was true once again about them, like Russia, Russia. I guess you only care about Russian interference, not the dirty dossier. You only care about foreign interference in an election as long as it's on Donald Trump, not not Hillary Clinton. This double standard is is it's now becoming dangerous. All right, investigative reporter John Solomon, a treasure trove of uh, documents he's obtained. Um, he's writing it all up, including the sworn affidavit from Shokin. And you've got what all these other real quick here you can summarize uh, beyond Ukrainian efforts to help Hillary in the 2016 election. Uh, this blows open the whole Joe Biden lie. Tell us where he lied. Well, his statement, well, listen, we'll determine if he lies after we do more investigation. What I can say is there evidence, there is now credible, on the record, extensive evidence suggesting that Joe Biden's, Biden's current story about why he fired the prosecutor in Ukraine uh, is uh, inaccurate, inconsistent, likely wrong. And here's why. He says he I can give you about I can give you a billion reasons why, but go ahead. <laughs> OK, yeah, I'll leave that to the pundits. I, I'm going to just stick to the factual stuff as a reporter. Right. He says he fired the guy because there was clear evidence and everybody in the Western world agreed that he was uh, corrupt and inept and he needed to be removed. And he says it had nothing to do with the fact that that prosecutor was uh, investigating his son. We are now going to show the the very legal team that was working with Hunter Biden and Burisma to make that investigation go away was pouncing on the office, showing up at the door, calling, get a meeting the very with the replacement prosecutor the very day Biden got Mr. Shokin fired. If there's no connection, why would that legal team have to swoop in at that very moment? That's the first thing that con- conflicts and contradicts the pre- uh, vice president's story. The second is when Real those quick. lawyers got there and they began talking to the um, prosecutor general's office, the new guy, the guy taking over for the fired prosecutor, the first thing they said is, we're sorry, we're here to apologize because uh, the false information we that was used to get Mr. Shokin fired, that was done by the State Department, by public figures, by U.S. officials. It was wrong. And we'd like to make it up to you. All right. John Solomon, go do your work. We'll see you tonight on Hannity. We'll lay it out more detail. My reaction next. 
All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. Um, all right, so John Solomon. Uh, let me let me start with the first piece of information. And, and I was going to spend more time on this tonight than I am now, but John Solomon reported, and we've been saying, and we've been screaming, and we've been trying to get people to pay attention, that, yeah, the Ukrainian officials did attempt and are offering and have been offering information and evidence of their complicity as it relates to impacting the 2016 elect presidential election and working on behalf of, of boosting Hillary Clinton's campaign. It's a long piece. Uh, Linda, if we can, maybe we'll throw it up on Hannity.com. It's, it's January 11th, 2017. Uh, it's, it's Kenneth Vogel and David Stern. These are hardly, hardly conservatives here. But it is, a, you know, they have now the time, if you read an online article, 32-minute read. Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Donald Trump backfire. Scrambling to make, Kiev is officials are scrambling to make amends with the president-elect after quietly working to boost uh, Hillary Clinton. Hold on a second. Boost Clinton. That's right. Donald Trump was not the only presidential candidate, it goes on, um, whose campaign was boosted by officials of a former Soviet bloc country. Ukraine gov government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump. And by the way, John Solomon, we've been telling you about this for a long time, uh, by publicly questioning his fitness for office. They also disseminated documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption and suggested that they were investigating the matter only to back away after the election. And they helped Clinton's allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors. Oh, I thought the entire country was against foreign interference in our elections. Nobody seemed to care at all. Nobody ran with the narrative except us. That, in fact, this had gone on and they only care about Trump-Russia collusion, but not the dirty dossier that Hillary Clinton paid for of Russian lies, disinformation uh, to impact the 2016 election. And, of course, they leak it to investigative hacks, conspiracy theorists like David Korn and Michael Isikoff. That's where they can get the information to try and get the American people to believe there are hookers in the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow in Donald Trump's room. Anyway, Ukrainian-American operative who was consultant for the Democratic National Committee met with top officials in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington in an effort to expose ties between Trump, top campaign aide Paul Manafort, and Russia. Now, do you see how you tie this all together? Why was Menendez, why was Durbin, uh, why was Patrick Leahy basically saying, we're going to not be able to support you financially if, if you don't do what we want and cooperate and keep the investigations open into Trump-Russia collusion. The Ukrainian efforts had an impact in the race, helping to force Manafort's resignation, advancing the narrative that Trump's campaign was deeply connected to Ukraine's foe to the east, Russia. All of that has been reported. This now goes on, if I read it, it would, it would be 32 long minutes on this program that I would devote to this. Now, John Solomon has taken it to another level. We know that Joe Biden, yeah, demanded the firing of the prosecutor, this guy by the name of Shokin. We know Shokin has said, yeah, it was not corrupt. I was never corrupt. Everybody knew I wasn't corrupt. And Biden used it as an excuse 
And the reason that I was fired, well, I'll give you a billion reasons because Joe Biden, well, said that threatened to withhold a billion in aid. And if I did, if if they didn't fire me in six hours, that's why I was fired. And that's obvious because Joe Biden knew that his son Hunter was being investigated. We know because, oh, the New York Times tipped off Joe Biden. We know that his first attempt to get the prosecutor fired was a month after the New York Times tipped him off. And prosecutors, in fact, yeah, they ended up firing the guy because they wanted the billion dollars. And now we have that all of that has happened. Now the guy has given interviews. I was fired and told he asked for it. No proof, no evidence. I was not corrupt. And it goes on from there. And Solomon now has a sworn affidavit of the fired prosecutor, Shokin, saying, yeah, I'm telling the truth under the threat of perjury. Okay, now the basis of the false information. And this is what we're going to lay out tonight. They tried to make contact with an unknown attorney general memo that the basis of this firing was false information. The reason was obvious. And that was Joe Biden. What he was bragging about on tape was the real reason. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, joining us now is Scott Eulinger is back with us. To, you know, he's kind of debunking this whistleblower uh, story himself. That this, I, I mean, a whistleblower that's not a whistleblower that was never a whistleblower, that never knew anything firsthand, but as a group of lawyers clearly helping prepare this document and make it sound like it's the worst thing that ever happened. Oh, my gosh, Donald Trump. And, and the press making the big deal about the whistleblower and the testimony of the whistleblower when the whistleblower isn't going to give us any information other than what the actual conversation was that we read yesterday. See what's happening right, here? Sean. Yeah, how are you, Scott? That's exactly right, Sean. Uh, and, and thanks for laying out the whole, you know, this to understand Ukraine gate, you have to understand Russia gate, and you laid it that, you know, and you've always laid that out very well. Yeah, this this uh, this whole report just reached the high heaven as a former, you know, as a twenty year career uh, CIA officer. Uh, it's also interesting that the whistleblower names Barr in the document almost as a way to sort of looking ahead to help debunk uh, Barr and and you know his upcoming report in the future. Maybe trying to set up a demand to recuse Barr from any um, looking into um, past um, illicit doings. But I think the whole thing is really like this is in a lot of ways for me personally, this is like the intelligence community's jump the shark moment. This is when it gets really bad. Before we've had Brennan and Clapper and these uh, these terrible leaders who've, who've done a lot to embarrass uh, the intelligence community where I served. But this this is even worse because this really strikes at the credibility of the CIA, much as the whole Mueller investigation really damaged the FBI. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you're a retired CIA officer. Um, I saw a story. I think it was the New York Times today. If I can find through my my pile of stuff here, um, right. you know, they're now reporting that, in fact, it might have been a CIA operative in all of this. Did you hear about that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, then there's there's been here, wait, uh, I found it right here. Let me, let, me, let me give it to you. Exactly. So the I'm sorry. The, the New York Times is now reporting the so-called whistleblowers lawyer once worked for Hillary came from the CIA. I'll read it directly. The officer was detailed at the White House, but it's since returned to the CIA. His complaint became public earlier on Thursday and it revealed, if accurate, that White House officials had intervened to lock down all records of the phone call, especially the word for word transcript of the call. 
Um, the problem is the whistleblower who filed the complaint alleging the president improperly leveraged military aid to uh, Ukraine when it's clear from the transcript that didn't happen is a CIA officer, according to The New York Times. What does that mean to you? That's right. And, and this this is goes back to the problem I've talked about before in your show is that we unfortunately, even amongst the rank and file of our U.S. government, in particular, the intelligence agencies, there are a lot of liberal progressives who are willing to not, you know, to basically try to derail the foreign policy of the president. Um, usually an intel, uh, a complaint to the uh, inspector general entails if you have seen abuse or revelation of intelligence operations or budgeting. This has nothing to do with anything like that. This was the president conducting foreign policy, which is his responsibility under our constitution. And for a CIA officer to basically abuse the, the inspector general complaint system, because he because this person obviously does not approve of the president's conducting of foreign policy. And that is absolutely sacrosanct for the president. And it's absolutely almost criminal that the intelligence community in any capacity should be rendering judgment on policy. It is not the job of the intelligence community to to give to prescribe policy. It's 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 you know mission to provide intelligence. Well, so that's, that's what their that's mission is. All right. So, you know, it was it was very interesting. And I know there was a CIA analyst that uh, actually we had a moment of clarity um, on fake news CNN. And I was shocked when I read it. I think I saw it on Mediaite. And anyway, you know, the House Intelligence released the the unclassified version of the whistleblower complaint, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But the afternoon following the House Intel Committee was revealed the deep state whistleblower. This is the CIA officer, as we're detailing here. And, you know, what they actually say is it's likely the whistleblower likely had lots of help crafting his report. Um, I read that report. And what I see is now we know somebody who's very political. I see somebody that had. In my view, my reading of it, I'd be awfully suspicious if somebody didn't help at a high level in this. And we know that there's this group that is actually, you know, encouraging and offering to support people that leak on Donald Trump. Uh, great. That means they're asking them in some cases to uh, and they put this billboard, I guess, outside of Langley to to break the law. We know that the inspector general did not know the contents of the call. Uh, at issue. We know the complaint relied on hearsay. We know the inspector general found that the whistleblower displayed arguably political, arguable political bias against Trump. And the lawyer apparently is also a Biden donor. So, I mean, you can't win in this, can you? That's that's exactly right. And uh, another an excellent and senior uh, CIA agency analyst, uh, Fred Flights has uh, published uh, has a lot of a long tweet string about exactly this, and that it's absolutely. I have it right in front that, of me. It's great. You're that right. This was a that this was a group effort. That it's likely that this individual went to see Democratic members of the House Committee, and basically actively worked on this complaint. So, so basically, it's a group effort assisted by pol uh, politicians to basically derail Trump and uh, and and actually make the uh, CIA look very bad in the process. Yes. Well, he's saying as a former CIA analyst, former NSC, NSC official who edited these transcripts of POTUS phone calls, is every phone call of a president listened listened in on? 
I mean, it may be, it, it, it's probably, it's or with probably a foreign recorded. leader. It's with, with a foreign leader is, is going to be recorded. Well, what about American citizens that he may talk to? Is that person being listened to also? I don't believe so. I mean, I know from the intel point of view that they may on occasion record phone conversations with foreign leaders. And if the president or someone in the White House approves it, it could be given to the intelligence community as uh, as another data point. However, I, probably that is sometimes not done as well when the president wants to maintain executive privilege and keep that stuff quiet. But it was but clearly this intelligence official who relied on third hand information included included mainstream media reports in the complaint written by a group likely involving Democratic politicians it was a total abuse of the intelligence community's inspector general system. You know, this guy that you refer to here, it's it's pretty interesting when you see his his Twitter feed. His name is Fred uh, Flights, I believe. And he says That's it's right. not an intelligence matter. It's a policy matter and a complaint about differences over policy by somebody that really had no information except, oh, a, a friend of a friend of a friend told me. Six people told me. I didn't hear it myself, but they told me. Um, That's right. And, you know, his answer is, you know, presidential phone calls are not supposed to be an intelligence concern. And the fact that the IC officers transcribed the calls doesn't give the ICIG jurisdiction. And then he points out that it appears the rules restricting access and knowledge of the sensitive calls was breached. And he said the way the complaint the complaint was written suggested the author had a lot of help. I get the I interpret it the same way. And it's important, exactly. he says, that Congress find out where the complaint came from. Uh, and his view is the whistleblower complaint is too convenient, too perfect to come from a typical whistleblower. I agree with that, too. And he exactly. says it's yeah. such a grievous violation of trust between the IC and the White House. It wouldn't surprise him if the IC officers are barred from all access to the president's phone calls with foreign officials. Which, by the way, what foreign official is ever going to want to talk to an American president again? Last word. That's that's a, that's a very good point. This 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 is another case of part excessive partisanship in the U.S. government that actually damages us overseas. Our enemies laugh at us, and our allies perhaps question our judgment. And that's ultimately the final result of of this Ukraine gate is damage to the credibility of the CIA and damage to the Trump foreign policy overseas, which is bad for every American. Uh, extremely well said. Angry about it. No, I mean, it's uh, Scott Eulinger, uh, retired CIA officer. Uh, thank you. You know, we give these powerful tools of intelligence. We entrust great people with them. And, and I always make the distinction, the 99%. 1% takes the powerful tools of intelligence and turns it on the American people or into a political weapon against political opponents to advance a political uh, agenda. It's a disaster. You can lose your country under those circumstances where it then becomes, you know, we are a lawless society at that point. No constitutional protections, no Fourth Amendment rights. And then, of course, we, when you don't have equal justice and application of our laws and a dual justice system, that's huge, hugely problematic as well. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a. (laughs) Got fired. 
Well, son of a bee, there it is. He got fired. Anyway, glad you're with us. Uh, news Roundup, information overload. We're absorbing a lot of information today, and I'm, I'm reading your feedback. I see how some of you feel most like me, disgusted. Yeah, the double standard. Yeah, the corruption. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, the damage to the country. It's irreparable, probably, in the end, some of it. And But let not your heart be troubled. They're destroying themselves. Hard to see that when you're in the midst of it, but that's exactly what happened because the facts are the facts here. You know, we now know in March of 2016, you got a contractor for the DNC pressing Ukrainian, the Ukrainian embassy to try and find any Russian Russian dirt on Trump or anybody in the Trump campaign and requesting the Ukraine's president trash Trump's campaign manager. And then we have the meeting with the Ukraine's new president. Then you got the Senator Chris Murphy. He's backing off it now. I don't blame him. But we do know he's, you know, threatening to cut off U.S. aid if, in fact, the country opened an investigation. And we know in the letter from Menendez and Durbin and Leahy, yeah, they were threatening uh, to withhold aid if the government of Ukraine didn't do what they wanted uh, on Trump-Russia collusion. There's your quid pro quos. And you're saying to yourself, well, well, you know, really? Well, what did Trump do? Nothing is the answer. The answer is nothing. The answer is they don't care. Truth is is not an option in this environment. They're not going to make that same mistake again, which is, you know, let's get a special counsel three years later and we get disappointed and let down. They're not going to let that happen. They cared about any of this. We have pointed out the double standard. The real Russian interference was paid for by a woman who was running for the Democratic Party uh, in 2016. The one that, yeah, the deep state protected from obvious crimes and the fix was in on the entire issue involving her secret server with top secret classified information and the obstruction that there followed. They cared about any, if they cared about obstruction, yeah, that would be the biggest slam dunk case. If they cared about Russian misinformation, as the New York Times called it, likely from the beginning, the dossier being used, it's an unverifiable dossier to spy on not only a a, a fellow American, but on an entire presidential campaign transition and presidency. Yeah, they don't care about that either. And you got sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe. Well, bragging on tape. I, I mean, it's he's so toxic. He, he has no idea. I really believe this, that what's about to happen. He's getting thrown overboard and Wall Street sees it. And Wall Street executives are saying, we're not supporting Elizabeth Warren. That's not going to happen. I don't know why Biden's any different because he pretty much is uh, is offering the same insanity as everybody else in the Democratic primary. But what we have facts wise is you got Joe Biden's son. We know what happened. He had no background and experience. Well, with Ukraine, none. Biden was just appointed uh, by Obama to lead the administration's efforts in Ukraine. Then Biden's son scores this lucrative position on the board of this a gas and energy company, Burisma Holdings, getting $83,000 a month for him and $83,000 a month for his partner. Not a bad gig if you have it. He has zero experience in energy, zero experience in gas, zero experience in Ukraine, a, a background as a known drug abuser, and they get he gets millions of dollars for what? Then the prosecutor investigating him New York Times warns Joe Biden, this is all going on. They're investigating your son. 
And he says, I'm, hold- I'm going to hold out taxpayer dollars. That's the real story. Anyway, news roundup information overload. Let's see how Danielle McLaughlin's going to defend this. Uh, Jonathan Gillum, former FBI agent, federal air marshal. Those are the facts. We just played you what Biden admitted to. He used taxpayer dollars, demanded the firing of the prosecutor investigating his son, who's making all of this money in the country that he has been appointed to be in charge of. And I didn't even mention the billion five in China yet. So you tell me if you are going to defend what Joe Biden did here. So, hey, Sean. Hey, Jonathan. A couple of things. Uh, The investigation into Burisma started about two years before Biden joined the board. Many people were calling for Shokin, who was the prosecutor's firing, including the International Monetary Fund, who wanted to threaten aid to Ukraine because this guy was so crooked. The investigation into Burisma, which started before Hunter Biden got on board, was paused at this time. And I agree. Biden, along with many people in the, in the international community, said this guy Shokin has to go. We have aid. All right. You know, listen, Danielle, I have no, we don't have a lot of time to mess around here. Let's get to the, sure. the crux I don't of think this. There's anything wrong Joe, Biden Joe Biden lever- related to that guy. Joe Biden leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars, demanded that the prosecutor investigating his son with no experience, making all this money be fired. Is that how would you characterize that? Because to me, that is the biggest slam dunk abuse of power I've pretty much ever seen. And he brags about it. No, the investigation was paused at the time. And it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Many people saying the New York Times tipped him off that that his son was being investigated. No, that he's bragging. He leveraged our tax dollars to save his son from an investigation. That's a, no, he just didn't know no. we'd figure that there part is no out. Evidence. There is no evidence in the public record. There's that no, I'm going to tell you, what, no, there's no hope for, I'm telling you, look, folks, this is it. There's no hope. Is there anything you can refer to as it relates to this phone call that Donald Trump did wrong? Give me the specifics. Well, he held up the aid uh, in, inexplicably. No, he time. didn't. Make no, sense. it was Number one. before the call. Yeah, before the call. Why did he hold it up? So it had nothing Congress to do. And by the way, they got it after. It and yeah, yeah, there's no hope. I'm telling you, yeah. there, this this divide, it, it, Jonathan, in the country, it is this schism. It's it's irreparable. I don't see any way. You know, th- this is like irreconcilable differences at this point. There's just no way if you can't see what Biden did is the exact thing they're blaming Trump for that Trump didn't do. I, I don't know what else to say, call. Jonathan. I agree with you. And, and Daniel, I mean. I, I can't even focus on what you're saying anyway, because you, the, the way liberals just spit out facts about this or that, they, they skip completely over or they just bury the reality of what's happened um, underneath all this other frivolous stuff that they talk about. And uh, Sean, I have to 100% agree with you here. I don't think if the, if the, the liberals in this country, and not even talk about the leftist like Schiff up there on that stand lying like he did or this person that leaked this information. And by the way, I'm looking over this uh, thing that this person, the, the complaint, the whistleblower complaint, and it automatically right at the beginning is a lie saying that in the phone call, it's right, I think it's like the second or third paragraph, the whistleblower says that, that the president was attempting to put pressure on the Ukrainian president to get them to do this so he could obstruct the election and, and uh, mess up uh, Biden's campaign. I mean, it's a lie. You can see it in the phone call. And 
what's killing me, what liberals don't see, is that they are playing right into the hands of the, these criminals on the left that have done the exact things that they continuously accuse the president of doing. And it's blatant. That's what I don't get. Why defend it? Why not come on the show, Danielle, and say, I can't defend this. They were doing criminal activity. Joe Biden's son does drugs. He does uh, criminal stuff over there with Ukraine. I can't defend that. Why not say that? Why? Okay, so here's, Joe here's Biden in his own words I, I, said I, I, it. You know, listen, I think that the vice president's son having a board membership uh, on this Ukraine oil and gas is problematic. I don't think that children of people in office, it smacks of wrongdoing. I don't think it looks good. I think it's the wrong thing. If he has no experience, I don't know what he's doing on this board. I think it was wrong. Okay. I will never defend that. Number one. Number two, this whistleblower report is, it is reported. It's, he doesn't say the president did this. He says, in the course of my duties, I learn from multiple government officials that the president did this. So he never so that's says hearsay. black and white. That he is says, hearsay. It's not that, even a whistleblower. That's fine. Like, that's fine. That's okay. We're not in a court of law. And he's very clear that it is not from him. He has heard this. And that multiple government and White House officials, I mean, they put away this transcript. They were so worried about it, right? They put it in a classified intelligence uh, system where it was not meant to be stored because they didn't want people to get their hands on it because they were so worried, not all about this phone call, but all of this stuff. What is Rudy Giuliani doing in Ukraine? Can you admit to me that a president's private lawyer should not be trying to drum up opposition dirt with foreign heads of state? That is wrong. Can you at least I agree with me that that is wrong? I think we should be looking at what Joe Biden did and what he said, and I don't care how we look at it. You obviously can't trust on the FBI anymore to go and dig into these things. Joe Biden is a civilian. He's running for president, but he is a civilian. When he used his official position, and he even said it, he withheld funds to put pressure on them to fire a prosecutor. He used his official position to basically go and do a personal matter and cause another country to fire somebody so his son wouldn't get convicted of a crime. How is so that is being thing. overlooked? So there's two things. There's no evidence that there was any criminal conduct by Joe Hunter Biden's Biden. There's no evidence. Number one. Number two, there were many people calling for Prosecutor Shokin, who was this Ukrainian prosecutor, to be fired. His deputy doesn't matter. resigned. You and see, this the is what I'm talking corrupt. about right here. Let me just say, this is what I'm talking about. You, the liberals in this country These refuse facts, to even facts, say, you, you refuse to say, yeah, that's, we should look into that. You, you refuse to say oh, what I'm Biden willing, said I'm willing to have an investigation. Wrong. No, but listen to me. You, this guy, this Ukrainian prosecutor, was a bad guy. Joe Biden was right to say he should be fired. The International Joe Monetary Biden Fund, as is I said, a bad tried, guy. I'm not concerned Joe about Biden that prosecutor. I'm concerned what, what Joe Biden did. And what he did was use his official position to put pressure on somebody to get his son out of a kink. There is no evidence of that. There is no evidence of that. You're just casting a suspicion. There's no evidence he of it. He said it himself. He said no. it himself. And by the way, he put press- by the way, that prosecutor was fired by the Ukrainian legislature like the year after Joe Biden said Have you not that. heard the video that Joe Biden says this himself? Yes, I know. Yes, I am I, aware of the video. Ukraine, I don't know what the proof you Ukrainians, need. as the sovereign that, nation, you, fired that prosecutor because he was a dirty prosecutor. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Danielle McLaughlin, Jonathan Gillum, your calls on the other side of this and an amazing Hannity tonight at 9 on Fox. All right, as we continue, Jonathan Gillum, Danielle McLaughlin, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. 
Joe Biden knew was warned numerous times. This guy is all over your son and this gas company that's paying him an obscene amount of money when he has no expertise whatsoever in either the Ukraine or energy or gas or oil. Nothing. So you can say it, but it doesn't make it true because it looks, you know, it's one of those. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. I mean, this kid had no experience. This kid was being paid off. What's going on here? I would I say I, don't I would say this board. is a I agree pay to play quid pro quo. And it's even worse in no. China because he was on Air Force Two. He flies to China and he comes back. He has no background in banking, private equity. No, but the Bank of China chose him, Whitey Bulger's son and John Kerry's stepson, not Goldman Sachs, uh, for a billion five, a billion five. Now, Danielle, really? You're going to defend that? You're no, I'm really going to. No, yeah. I don't okay. think it's right. Doesn't that sound like. Right. So, all the outrage we're seeing on television unfolding all day and the madness from a, a non whistleblower who knew nothing. Heard nothing, saw nothing, and deeply partisan. And an attorney, by the way, interestingly, what a shock! Uh, an attorney who hey. donates to Biden, <laughs> and a and a group of other people that pay whistleblowers associated with this. So the point of the matter is, uh, Danielle, you know what? Why don't you just say, "Yeah, it's bad. Biden did it, and Trump didn't because he didn't do anything." Because we have no reason to say this whistleblower didn't do what he said and actually be acting DNA. The whistleblower is not a whistleblower. Right Let's stick thing. to the facts. You, you're a lawyer. Hearsay. No, Your Honor, I, it, it, I, I stand a, court, a motion to a strike the comments and instruct the jury not to listen to hearsay. This That's 101, it Danielle. It, in a court, yes, but not in a whistleblower report or pretty much. Oh, well, any other so somebody can say that they heard from somebody who heard from somebody and somebody and somebody that maybe this happened. And that person happens yep. to be a a hardened partisan Democrat. Oh, OK. That, that's acceptable. OIG. It, it, so, yeah, that's, you can absolutely do that. I mean, I don't. Think all right. Last word, should, Jonathan. But then a credibility. Right, Jonathan gets made. the last word. Okay, so here's the thing. Bottom line, the liberals need to realize that their party is completely corrupted. We're talking about Joe Biden right now, while there's this whole other thing about the DNC when they got hacked, potentially of having hacked themselves, which I said on your show two years ago. The reality is these games that they're playing, that the Democrats are playing, have nothing to do with this president who has done a remarkable job at running this country. And the liberals need to get behind him and say, you know what, Mr. President, we're going to get behind you. It, and we want to talk to you about what we want. Let's see if you can make some of our things happen and forget about the Democrat Party. They are a corrupt entity. All right. We're going to leave it there. 800 941 Sean toll free telephone number. I know a lot of you want to jump on. We'll get to your calls next. Promise. All right. 25 till the top of the hour. 800 941 Sean. If you want to be a part of the program, look, I don't I know like a lot of you and, and I'm seeing this perhaps from a little bit of a different perspective. And let me explain what I mean by that. I, I talked about it at the start of the show today. And I know many of you, and I'm reading what you're saying. You are angry. You are frustrated. I mean, we can see it in the donations that are coming into Donald Trump's website. The fundraising has exploded $5 million. And by the way, $30 for Trump and the RNC, $30 million for Trump and the RNC since this nonsense has begun. 
But what's happening is, is people see and feel what you are seeing and feeling this. You are not alone in this. And you're saying, how is it even possible? Because all the focus today on a whistleblower, that's not a whistleblower, a whistle. All my sources say, and it's written up with like a the. The partisan hackery, you know, every every comma, every period, every sentence. This is a hack job. This is a political hatchet job. What somebody might have heard from this source, this you're not a whistleblower. There's no whistleblower status for you. And, you know, look, if it's it's like you have a whole group of people and it's sort of like invasion of the body snatchers. They look like the same people that they were. You know, or what's the name of that? Yeah, I think it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. All of a sudden, they, you know, these guys, they sort of eat them and then they the pod grows and then they come out looking like they were, but they're not the same person. They're all they're done. It's like, you know, what happened to the person I knew? Because you have to suspend all logic, all intellectual facilities, even and all common sense to not see the flagrant despicable, disgusting, double standard in all of this. And like everything else that has gone on now for three years, everything that they accuse Donald Trump of, they themselves are guilty of. I mean, it is you just sit here. I'm sitting here every day and I'm wondering the audacity. And then I'm wondering, do they even know? Are they even aware anymore of of how deranged they have? come become how bitterly partisan they have become you know it is we saw this for three years russia 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 three plus years let me play the president again from earlier today and then i'm gonna get i'm just gonna lay out more facts because the facts are overwhelming i thought devin nunes had his best day in congress today too but let's play the president But Adam Schiff doesn't talk about Joe Biden and his son walking away with millions of dollars from Ukraine and then millions of dollars from China, walking away in a quick meeting, walking away with millions of dollars. He doesn't talk about Joe Biden firing a prosecutor. And if that prosecutor is not fired, he's not going to give him money from the United States of America. They don't talk about that. My call was perfect. The president yesterday of Ukraine said there was no pressure put on him whatsoever, none whatsoever. And he said it loud and clear for the press. What these guys are doing, Democrats, are doing to this country is a disgrace, and it shouldn't be allowed. There should be a way of stopping it, maybe legally through the courts, but they're going to tie up our country. We can't talk about gun regulation. We can't talk about anything, because frankly, they're so tied up, they're so screwed up, nothing gets done except when I do it. I'm using Mexico to protect our border, because the Democrats won't change loopholes in asylum. I, I mean, good for the president. And he has the Constitution to fight and stand up. And he said something yesterday. And I'm not going to play it, but he mentioned me, Russian Mark. And it's like, yeah, I know I've said it to him. And I'm not surprised that Russian Mark might have said it to him at some point. And I know I've talked to both of them at different points. And I know that we all like I, nobody's going to want to ever do this job. Or nobody can put up with this crap because this is this is now this is beyond partisan politics. I, I Again, I started 31 years ago. 
I start, I'm in my, what, 24th year at Fox News? I'm like the old man there, uh, Linda, right? How many years ago? 1996, whatever. The, do the math. Um, I thought it was 23. October 96. You tell me. Yes, yeah, 23. Thank you. So I'm in my 24th year? You're I'll heading be, into I'll it now. Starting, uh, yeah, I'll be starting my 24th it. year. Yeah. I, I started, I started it. Well, it's October 6th to be. Blunt. So next weekend, we should have a party. No, ninth. I started my nineteenth year in syndicated radio. Thirty-one years in radio. I know success happens overnight. No, it doesn't. The one thing that I can do to offer you some hope, when at times and days like today, you're just looking at, okay, this this is madness. This is not honest intellectual political disagreement this has descended into utter complete psychotic madness now i'm going to tell you what that means because you're never going to convince any democrat or any member of this media mob that is in their hypnotic rage induced trance that donald trump can never do anything right. As I've been saying, and it's more serious today, I really mean it. If the guy cured cancer tomorrow and gave every American $5 million tomorrow and even adopted their stupid agenda tomorrow, they'd still hate this guy. Down is up, up is down, purple is pink, pink is green, and then so on and so forth. It doesn't matter. Truth is not an option here. How can you not see for your own eyes what went on with Biden? All the evidence you want, but we're going to start impeachment over something. Remember, they announced it the day before they knew what was in there. And then they even lowered the bar. Well, even if there's not a quid pro quo, we can impeach him on any of these other things. Okay, is that is any of this good for the country? You know, it was Al Green who said we better impeach him because we're not going to beat him. That was in May of this year. That's what this is about. This is a pure, unbridled, unapologetic, raw political move to basically it's been going on to undo an election. They tried to stop him. They saved their favorite candidate. They they prevented her from getting indicted. They had their insurance policy. And here they come. They'll get you six ways in Sunday. Well, we're watching six ways Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. All right. To our busy telephones here. Uh, let's say hi to John in Mississippi. John. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the program. Sean, doing great. Look, tell me if I'm wrong. There has never in the history of America been a president that has been so hated by his own party. It's unbelievable. You've got no fight mitt over in the Senate. Making back making deals with with Nancy Pelosi and talking to her. Where are the fighters, Sean? Why are these people not standing up and fighting? They have the greatest opportunity that's ever been given to them as a Republican to stand up and make amazing changes for America. And they are sitting around. I mean, come on, people, let's get up and fight. Let's go. Let's get the job done. Hey, hey John, away. this is where yeah. the Republican Party has not learned a thing from Donald Trump. They ought to be circling the wagons. That's what the Democrats always do. But not yes. because they're partisan, not for the I'm, I'm not a Republican. And you're right. The Republican Party is weak. It is timid. It is lacking vision, a fight, backbone, spine. All of that is true. You know, well, I'll, you I'm mentioned happy. Mitt Romney. I'll tell you this. You know, Mitt Romney ran on cutting taxes. Mitt Romney ran on on originalists on the court. 
Uh, Mitt Romney ran on securing the border. Mitt Romney ran on deregulation. So everything that Mitt Romney wanted, Donald Trump is doing and has successfully completed all of it. And here's the problem. Mitt Romney was nice. Mitt Romney took his foot off the gas in debate two and debate three. And he was bad advice. I remember screaming at his campaign during the third debate. And I told them you lost the election tonight. That's what I said to them. And I'm going to tell you one other thing, because even though he's uh, Mitt Romney is fundamentally a nice man. He has a nice family. He doesn't understand New York. He doesn't understand, uh, you know, the, the combative nature of it. And because of that blindness on his part, it's a blindness. I have no illusions about Democrat socialists ever liking Sean Hannity. None. And I don't want I've known it my whole life. And I never that's why I've never been to a White House correspondence dinner. I'm going to tell you this. Good for they you. called him a racist. They said he was a misogynist. They said he was a, a sexist. They smeared. They slandered. They besmirched. They did everything they're doing to Trump. And he was a nice guy. And they did it to McCain, too. And then they, they, you know, like I'm watching Ben sass the ass in, in Nebraska. You know what needs to happen in Nebraska? You need you guys need to throw him out. He's another one. Useless. They're useless Republicans that are weak, timid, visionless. And honestly, I'm, I have no more patience. It's over. Yes, sir. It's very sad that he has. He does mention. Yes. The president mentions three names, you, Rush, and and Mark Levin, for standing up and fighting him with him. What's amazing is, why in the world couldn't he name three or four senators? And I know there's a few, but goodness gracious, out of all the Republicans that are up there, he didn't name one of them, Sean. How sad is that when the president cannot even name one senator or one congressman and, and say, these guys are going to war with me every day. So sad. Can't trust anyone. It's Oh, it's the saddest. It makes me aggravated, but it keeps burning me to go out and let people know we got to get out there and get people safe with this president. Let me tell you what the saving grace in this is going to be. John, I'm going to tell you who's going to save the country if it's ever going to be saved. It's going to be you. It's going to be Jim who's on the line in Florida because everybody needs to understand what's at stake here. And if everybody, if we all become the spokes in the wheel, we will win. There's only one answer one antidote to all of this insanity, and that is to beat them politically. That's it. There are irreconcilable differences. Accept it. It is over. There's no bridging the divide. There's no bipartisanship. There's no, hey, tip, is it, if it well, uh, is it is it after six? Can we have a drink and talk? That's all. That's done. Anyway, thank you, John. Uh, speaking of Jim in Florida. Hi, how are you? Sean, thank you very much for giving me a minute. I think there's a high probability that Pelosi now, and I'm not agreeing with anything they're doing, believe me, I think there's a high probability she's going to take the House and make it into a rogue nation for the next year, have hearings. They don't answer to anybody. She doesn't want the Senate meddling. They're going to have hearings, hearings. More controversies are going to be ginned up, and probably in late summer, maybe early fall, they're going to vote through articles of impeachment, probably 10 or 20. Look for two or three more big controversies like this to come up, ginned up by the same crowd that, in my opinion, tried to already tried the coup. I am telling you that the fact that they will—this is the clearest case of— 
truth not mattering at all in their in their endeavors. This is a power grab. It's all about power. This is about them that they are in for the destruction of this president. And frankly, if they ever get to implement the insane views, uh, they'll destroy the country with it. You know, it's a it's a republic. Ben Franklin famously says, if you can keep it, but we're not going to keep it if they're successful. So my my advice to everybody is all hands on deck. If you don't want the madness to rule the country, if you don't want the new Green Deal and more taxes, even after you pay taxes, they come back for more of what they left over. And then when you die, they take more. If you want America, if you want freedom, then you better get on board and you better fight. And you better go out and make sure you vote. And you better you better get all your friends to vote. And you better get off your ass that day and vote. Because that's the only way the country is going to be, the country's able to stop all of this. We, we are a country that is a republic. But we will not be a republic very long if the rule of law continues to be thwarted. If the powerful tools of intelligence are turned on a president as often as they are, we're spying on presidents an awful lot these days. And if Americans don't care enough to do what is in their power, and that is everything possible. Look at it this way. We're all spokes in a wheel. All right. Maybe I'm a louder spoke. Big deal. We're all spokes. You start taking out any spokes in a wheel, the wheel's going to collapse at some point. You don't want the wheel to collapse. Stay in the wheel. And that means everybody that votes. That means everybody that helps, everybody that donates, all hands on deck. That's what I'm saying. You want to end this madness? You got to defeat it at the ballot box. All right. That's going to wrap things up for today. All right. John Solomon's breaking news. We will blow it wide open tonight as it relates to Joe Biden, Hunter Biden and Ukraine. Documents never revealed. That's 9 Eastern. Tom Fitton, Judicial Watch. Devin Nunes, who's been phenomenal. He had the best letter in his career today. Jim Jordan, Ari Fleischer, much more. And the great one, Mark Levin. 9 Eastern. We'll break it tonight. Hope you'll join us. See you then. And we will see you back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.